Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Oi. The boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Footy Prime the Podcast presents an evening with James and James. Oh yeah. Table for two. James and James is Footy Prime, the feelings episode. It's summer, right? So, so people are away, but that's frankly really good because this is what the people have really been wanting for, for a long time. Just, just myself, James Sharman, and him, James Brennan. Hey, Jimmy. How, How are you? Feeling, pal? I uh, feel overall, great. Are you happy in life? I mean, are you, are you bogged down by divorces and the Canadian soccer system or overall you, you're pretty good? No, I, I really don't give a shit about all that because I, I don't want that to affect me. And I'm thinking uh, this is probably the first time I've come on to a pod and smiled knowing that it's just a table for two with just you and me. Intimate. <laughs> Very intimate. Right. Very intimate. It's nice. What are you, uh, what are you ordering? One, one uh, dessert, two spoons? Well, no, I think I was going to start with, with some scallops. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you know what that means, don't you? Yeah, and then maybe some oysters. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dark chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of wine. Oh, yeah. Speaking of wine, Jimmy, I mean, people have been whining about Canada a lot during this. That's, that's my bad segue, eh? That's pretty that's good. Decent, by the way. I surprised myself there. That's decent. Yeah. Been whining about this Canada performance at uh, the Gold Cup. But, I mean, you were on the call last night in one soccer, also on Fubo. TV, of course, fibertv.com slash footy prime. Subscribe now. Um, they're, they're getting better, it seems, game by game, just about. Although, how hard is it to really judge Canada from, from the opponent last night, Cuba, who have just been once again decimated through defections, yeah. <laughs> not to mention injuries? No, it was, look, it was a, let's be honest, it was a, an easy match for, for Canada last night. They controlled. The majority of the game, they changed their tactics as well. It just seemed to look a lot more smoother going forward. They had a lot more bodies in the box. Um, you know, yeah, there was a couple of ind- individual errors, obviously, with, you know, also gave the ball away. Dane St. Clair came out and gave away a penalty. But apart from a couple of little mistakes that they made, they were, they were in cruise control. Um, and to judge a team... Well, playing against Cuba, you, you can't. You think the real test is going to be in that next match against the States to see where they are now that you are in the next round. Um, and it seems that they, they've got a healthy squad. Um, so it'll be interesting to see tactically what they're, 
what they're going to look to do now against this uh, this U.S. team. You know, even I mean, Cuba. You're right. You know, they had four players missing, two players suspended. I think they only had three players on the bench. But you know, Cuba Cuba worked hard. You know, and the longer it stays nil nil, the more chance that they've got of getting in the game. Then they start to get a little bit of confidence because they think they're going to get something. Um, and then obviously, once Canada starts getting a few goals, and it it just it slows them down. Cuba knows they're finished and they're they're out. It must be tough as a footballer. I mean, you've been in these games before when you look at the opponent and you know you should beat them easily. Uh, and especially a team like Cuba with all that noise off the pitch as well. When you step onto that field against these guys, um, is it easy to be overconfident? Or do you, is that a difficult thing as, as a Canadian player playing for Canada in CONCACAF? Yeah. No, it, it is sometimes because what ends up happening when you have a lot of possession, the game becomes easy. That's when you really start to get sloppy. That's where you do tend to make the mistakes, right? Because you get it in your head. Oh, this is an easy game. I can. It's not that you don't try, but you just you you find yourself having a little bit more time than what you normally would, um, and then that's when you start making those those silly mistakes because you switch off, right? Um, and it's hard sometimes to to keep that that standard high when you're playing those those certain teams. You know, you're playing against a Cuba side where. You know, on the tactical side and football side, when you're playing, um, they're a little bit unorthodox as well. You know, a lot of times when you're playing against the better teams, you know certain movements, you know the players, the patterns, what they're going to be looking to do. Um, and then when you when you play teams like a Cuba and others, it almost seems like they're playing off the cuff and they're making runs and doing things where you're just like, why are you doing this? <laughs> where did this? Where did that come from? Why? That doesn't seem right, this movement. Um, and it does get a little bit difficult, but that's where you've got to remain professional and make sure that you you don't switch off and you keep your standards high. Yeah, it just comes down to experience at that point too, and patience, I guess, and, and listening to the coach. Like, yeah, this isn't what we expected, but if we stick with the process, the most dirty word in sports, process. But if we stick yeah. with that, then we're probably going to come through on, on top. Yeah, 100%. You have to. You know, you, you definitely definitely do have to. I mean, there, there was small little spells there where they kind of did take the foot off the pressure a little bit. Um, but they, they, they overall, look, they, they got the result. That's all you want. Just win that match, score your goals that you had to score, and then get on to the next round now. And then this is where the true, true test is now against this American side, who's a very, very good team, by the way. Yeah, I mean, that's terrifying, right? Can we be honest about, about this? This is a team that, talk about growing into the tournament. I mean... They started off and they almost blew it against Jamaica. A good Jamaica team, mind you. Yeah, very and, good. And they, they, they tied that one. And then they've just smashed teams. Six nothing, St. Kitts and Nevis, in fairness. And then Trinidad Tobago, six nothing. Jesus Ferreira, back-to-back hat-tricks. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I know it's not the full-strength uh, USA team. Um, yeah. But the point is, I mean, what, what are you thinking with John Herbin? Have you got to go into that pragmatic and defensive? Because this team can hurt you. No, they can. They're they're a very good team. They're very organized. I like the way that they play. You know, they got a nice rhythm in their game. Um, very attack minded too. I mean, I watched I watched the Americans play against Trinidad, and they absolutely destroyed them. And it's not often that you see Trini, Trinidad getting beat like that. Do you, now listen. Canada's played the states a lot in in recent times, right? Most recently, what three weeks ago now? Two weeks ago, was it? It was the the 18th of June in the Nations League final, and they lost 2-0. Of course, that was a poor performance. 
That being said, two very different looking teams now. Prior to that, in qualifying, Canada beat the States USA uh, 2-0. That was the Hamilton match thing, wasn't it? That's right. Um, they, they tied them on the road. Um, prior to that, the States had won back to back. Going all the way back to, to 2019 when Canada beat them that famous night at BMO Field 2-0. Still the big rivals though, right? I mean, they, they still this is a team that have all the teams you, you want to beat. But I just, I just don't see it, honestly. I, I see flashes in this team. I see a lot of young players getting their minutes, which is really, really important. Amalia Med's been, I think, excellent so far in, in this, this yeah. tournament. Liam Miller was good last night as well. I, I yeah. thought that there's, there's some danger men there. But I just look at the drop-off from the, the preferred starting 11, the best 11 for Canada. It's far greater, I think, than the drop-off from the state's preferred 11 to what they have at this tournament yeah you you would you would think so their their player pool seems to be a little bit a little bit more stronger than what what we have at the moment um and there's been some um some bright light bright sparkles too within this team when you look at Ahmed I think he's been absolutely fantastic and you know that's that's what you hope for as as a manager that when you give an opportunity to certain players you want them to embrace it and 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 grab that opportunity with both hands and Ahmed has. He's gone out there. He's expressed himself. He just he's playing with so much confidence right now, and uh, it's great to see. Really, is great to see Miller. I thought Miller's been great. I love the way that he plays. As soon as he gets it, he wants to go forward. He's very attack minded. You know, he's he's explosive. After you know that first five six yards, he's gone. Um, and I love I love the way that he played, and was delighted for him to get his goal as well. You know, because he he's been working so hard. Um, so that, w- that was great to see. Um, Latori ended up coming on, which was nice. You know, you'd like to see a little bit more of him. I think he's got something good uh, to, uh, to offer, but just needs needs minutes, needs games. Um, but overall, yeah, I think there, there's been a, been a couple of little surprises that, that have come out of this this team. I felt bad for Dom's at all. I really do. Uh, he's not having one game bet. and then the handball last night, which I don't know. I mean, listen, that it seems a bit harsh. At the same time, you can't really go in blind and with your arm out in front of you. It's no. in the box. You're kind of asking for trouble, aren't you? You, yeah, you are. He was late. Um, he came out with his with his arm full stretch, um, and obviously he lands on. So he, he's not having the best of luck, is he? After the first match comes on, concedes a goal, and then the second game <laughs> comes on again. And then gives the penalty away. <laughs> but he's he's a good player, right? He needs minutes too, right? And these are, I guess, important. Is that is okay? Important learning experiences, important lessons. Is that bullshit in in sports? You hear that a lot. I mean, I don't know if he's a better player having experienced the, the, these two games. Is he? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know what he's gained from it. Right? Maybe a lack <laughs> of confidence, but no. I mean. The the thing is, James, at at every level of football, it, it gets harder and harder. Um, and you want to see some of these guys get some more minutes if they can, because you want to see can they play international football. You might be good at, at you know club football, but the international level is completely different. So it's it's going to take a little bit of time to see whether whether or not some of these players can actually make that next step and and play at that international level. Yeah, I mean, I from what I've seen so far, I, I see there's clearly there's some optimism and hope for the futures and good players coming through the system. We know about that. But I, I haven't seen anyone who's going to force their way onto the starting 11 when, when the games get big in, in the Nations League in the fall, in the, you know, Copa America next year, right? Yeah. Depth's improved. There's no doubt about that. 
that's okay. But there's still a long way to go. It's still a bit of a concern for me if you lose, you know, a Vittoria who at 30, what is he, 36, wherever he is now, coming yeah. to the end, but still really important. If you lose a God, God help you, a, a John David or a Fonzie, um, I, I just don't see anyone ready at this point to step into no, those I don't shoes. think I don't think there's anybody that's going to uh, take a starting position away from any of the, the bigger players. Um, but what you can see is that uh, you've got players that maybe can come off a bench and do something, like an Ahmed, or maybe a Miller can offer you something. Something different, um, right? Something different, which is which is good to see. Uh, and you need that, right? You need people that can come off the bench and maybe add something into a into a match that just changes, you know, the the flow and the rhythm, and um, and tactically can offer something a little bit different. Um, I still think we're we're going to struggle a little bit at the back. Um, McGraw, yeah, good player, but you know, is he is he going to be the the guy that's going to take over from from Vittoria? Bombido just seems to be struggling a little bit. You know, over the last couple of games, just can't get into it. Maybe the speed of plays, maybe throwing him off a little bit. I don't know what it is. I mean, he gave the ball away so much the other night. And it, it, the simple things just became hard for him. Um, so you're looking at him going, okay, talented, but can he make that jump? Can he play at the level when the pressure's on now? You know, so I be interesting to see who we're, we're eventually going to get at the back. I mean, going forward, we got <clears throat> we got attacking options, but just defensively, you know, who's the next guy? He's obviously missed Johnson big time. What do you th- if, if John Herbert was honest, which I'm sure he is to his staff and to himself? I mean, three games into this tournament, now you're playing the states. Um, ideally, it was been an easier semi quarterfinal. We know that it wasn't. Um, is he happy with what he's seen so far, or is he a bit disappointed? What, what do you think, if he's being completely truthful to himself, his pre-Tom expectations, given the group, and it was a pretty yeah. weak group on paper, to what's actually transpired? Um, I think he'll be pleased with, with certain aspects, uh, and then I think he'll also be maybe a little bit disappointed as well, realizing that maybe maybe our depth isn't isn't that good yet. You know, Maybe there isn't – some of these guys can't make that step up. Um. And I think that might be an issue. And then, look, he talks about it all the time where you've got to get these players playing at high level. Get these players playing in, in bigger bigger leagues, bigger teams, better competition, and it's only going to help improve. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think he'll realize that they, there's still uh, an awful lot of work to do with, uh, with this second group when these big guys aren't there. It makes complete, complete sense. You know, you want your players playing in tier one leagues, but... Only if they're good enough, right? <laughs> That's the thing. It's all very well yeah. saying we need more players. Well, yeah, that means you need better players available yeah. to you, right? And, and there are some players probably on the cusp of, of that level getting there, but perhaps not within this squad, you know, yeah. that too many players. You know, it's, it's, it's a difficult one too, right? And, you know, they all say, like, be careful what you, what you wish for. And you do want these players playing in, in, in the top leagues if they can around the world. And sometimes what you see is when the players go play in these top levels, they sometimes tend to outgrow a manager. So that means that that John as well has got to evolve because now they're playing with world-class managers that are training them week in and week out, staff, they've got resources. And we've got to, as coaches, you've got to evolve as well with those players. You know, otherwise the players can't just pull away and you're you're still staying where you were and tactically still staying where you are. You have to evolve as well as a manager, right? So 
it, it can be difficult at times when when these players start going to play in these top top leagues. And that's okay, right? It's okay for a manager to also evolve and get better because just yeah. like we don't talk about it enough, I don't think in in sport in general, how you know a manager isn't just this is who I am and I'll never change, right? Yeah. You look at any manager, so Alex Ferguson in 1985 compared to Alex Ferguson in, say, in his pomp and prime in 2005, whatever. Very different manager, I'm sure. Still a prick, I'm sure. Yeah. But, but a great manager. And he's changed and he's evolved. Yeah. Right? And that's the same for John Herbman, right? Yeah. The, the thing is, look, as a manager, you can't be afraid of change. You have to evolve. You have to change your way sometimes and, and move with the game, move with the players. Um, look, he's, he's said it as well a few times now. He's, he's made mistakes. He's learning certain situations. You know, I think a big one for, for him was at the World Cup with what he said, and he had to deal with those con- those consequences with, with Croatia, right? So he's learned from that. And other 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 games, maybe tactically, he's got it wrong, and he's he's learning, he's evolving from that as well. So as long as a manager continues to evolve and is honest and puts his hand up at times and says, yeah, I've, I've made the mistake, but I'm learning from it, and, you know, that's not going to happen again, then you, you see the growth in a, in a manager. Well, perusing Tony Bet. .ca. Um, by the way, they've got a great little stats section on each match. Uh, really interesting. So, some some fascinating numbers. According to them, the States have a 50% chance of winning, uh, 24% chance of a draw. But the odds, I mean, very much in, in the States' favor. Obviously, minus 116 for the States to win. You get plus 275 for Canada to win, which, I don't know, I thought there'd be uh, higher odds than that, to be honest with you. Um, what else we got here? Yeah, there isn't much value with the states here. You can just go for your your totals. I think you might see some goals in this one. From what I've seen from Canada's defense so far, I mean, conceding two against Cuba, not great. You're, li- you're missing Milan Boyan for, for this one as well for the remainder of the tournament. Um, if you can buy me this, let's play around here, shall we? So let's, if it's over three goals, total goals, that's plus 150. I would take it. I would take it as well. Yeah. I think you can see some goals in this one. Yeah, there's going to be both. 100% there will be. Um, yeah, so there, there's money to be made if you want to go goals totals, obviously. But as far as uh, just, you know, outrights uh, and advancing, there isn't much value there. Unless you really think Canada can pull it out. And listen, we've seen, seen Canada pull out some pretty great results in recent years, but not with this squad. And knockout football, though, Jimmy, as you know, anything can happen, right? Anything can happen at all. Yeah, it's a one-off game. But yeah, let's be honest, work. you put money on Canada? What? You put money on Canada? In this <laughs> I would. I would like to. I would like to. I know we would yeah. like to, but I don't think it makes sense. But hey, plus two seventy-five. Yeah. Why not sprinkle something on there? Have some fun with it. Um, no one's betting on TFC right now. Like no one. Another loss last night. Um, I mean, is it rock bottom? I don't know at this point. Um. Julian de Guzman was very vocal on, on TSN and he was involved in some pretty bad TFC teams. Jimmy, you, you were there from the beginning or you, you went through all the grow, growing pains at TFC. Given the expectations, given what they spent, given all the what they've been talking about off the pitch all season long before, the, the swagger about this group, this might well be the most embarrassing moment in TFC history. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, it's up there. Uh, considering the expectations were so high with the the squad that they built, and you know they just uh, 
haven't fulfilled what they were meant to meant to achieve um obviously with bob coming in um you know there were some struggles behind the scenes and on the pitch uh insigne just can't seem to find his form and produce week in and week out um, well but he was hurt last night jimmy yeah he's hurt a lot isn't he he's hurt quite a lot yeah, yeah hurt quite a lot um, and they, they've had quite a few injuries too, right? With with their whole squad, so I think it's something that they've got to look behind the scenes. That you know, the sports science. Um, you know, are the are the loads too heavy for these guys? Are they are they training the way that they should be training? Are they monitoring these players? Because far too often these guys are are picking up these injuries, and I don't get it. You know. Yeah, Bob said last but, week. Bob, um, Bill Manning. Sorry, hit Bob and Bill mixed up. Bill Manning said that they are going to. Um, address that and bring in a new head of sports science. I don't know what the situation was before that, but clearly it's a problem. But again, it's also an excuse. You know, losing four nil to Orlando, uh, it just doesn't. It just doesn't look good because it's just one loss after another, a heartbreaker again on the weekend, losing yeah. an injury time in Terry Dunfield's uh, first game in charge. I, I look at Terry right now. Right, he's done a great job at the U17s. He's been given this opportunity, which you tell me, Jimmy. You, you can't say no to, right? No matter what kind of poison chalice it may be, which clearly I think it is, um, yeah. even on, as an interim, if you're an assistant coach or if you're in the academy and you're offered a few games as first team coach, you can't say no, correct? Uh, some, some, some people would because they, they wouldn't want the pressure or uh, wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, some, some would. Me personally, I would have loved it. I would have absolutely taken that challenge. Um, you know, and I, I'm good friends with Terry. I would love to see Terry do well because when you do get these opportunities, and they don't come around often, um, these are these are opportunities that you you have to you have to take if you want to be a a, a manager and you want to test yourself. So yeah, it's it's going to be a little difficult challenge for for Terry and and uh, a few of the staff that he has. But I mean, I'd I'd like to see Terry do well. A young Canadian coach coaching a Canadian team. Um, it's not often Canadian coaches get opportunities in, in this country, especially with the MLS team. So if uh, you, you hope that, that Terry can get it right on and off the, off the pitch, um, he just needs a few results. And if they can get it, get a few wins under their belt, then it might change everything. It's, it's all they're, they're not going to, they're not going to, there's no evidence, right? At this point, no, just they can turn no. it around. They haven't got the room, the mix in that room. I don't know about the, the character of, of that room overall. When it goes this wrong, I don't know how it can be anything but toxic in there. I mean, you, you've yeah, been in some good teams, some bad rooms, right? I mean, when you keep losing, keep losing, keep losing with the expectations, with, with the payroll being what it is, it can't be positive in there, can it? No, of course not. You know, when you go through these spells, there's nothing worse. You're waking up in the morning on your drive into train and thinking, oh, here we go again. How are we getting out of this? You know, the mood's not good. You know, it's a bad vibe fingers start getting pointed and um, you start getting those little arguments in the dress room. You start getting the little cancer groups as well, because a lot of times with footballers, nobody wants to take responsibility. You know, it's, it's never the footballer's fault. It's always <laughs> somebody else's fault. You're such selfish pricks. It's true though. It's, it's true. You know, it's they're ego driven. So it's not often you'll see a, a footballer come out and go, yeah, I'm not good enough or I, I didn't perform. Well, tell yeah. us, Jimmy, I mean, let's go back to your, your playing days at TFC. Obviously, the first couple of years, brand new club, you know, you always say it was a good bunch of guys, no matter, you know, the results in the pitch. Oh, did it at some point turn? Did it at some point turn into something very negative 
in the room during your playing days? Yeah, it does. Sometimes it does. Um, And that's good managers will read that. They'll read the room and they'll try to nip it in the butt right away. Um, Was it read at TFC back in those days? Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, look, yeah, we, we went through little spells because, you know, we, you, you want to win. You want to win. And, you know, when you're, you're not getting the results and the team's not performing well, you know, you, you've got to address certain things. Um, you know, and I was, you know, you know, me, I'm, if something's not right, I'd be the first one to say, this is not right. Or I, I'd question things as to why, why, why we're not performing, why we aren't playing well. And you need that in the dressing room. You need a few older heads that are, are going to grab the dressing room, uh, take control of it and try to turn, turn the ship around and get things right. Um, you know, and if I'm TFC right now, forget about attacking. I'm, I'm closing, closing shop. I'm defending first and every, that whole week you are just working on defending, defend, 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 because if they don't, if they don't score on you, you're not losing games and then gradually start building up towards that attacking end. Um, because they, they have to shore up at the back big time, you know, they're just, they're conceding and they, every time opposition's going the other way they just look way too open for me i want some names jimmy i'm going back to your tfc days any clicks can you name any clicks that that formed uh, yeah they they try to but you you have to stop it you so have tell to me, stop give, it, give right. me some anecdotes here jimmy i want some 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 i want you to rat on some players here no so you, you, you're you a veteran know, you, you, you stood in there come on you stood in you stood up and said boys we can't be doing this you know this little click can you give me any name one name one name yeah, no, you, you, you got to nail it. You got to cut the bullshit. You know, you, you're here to do a job. It's not not a high school little club where you you get these little cliques that start up and all the moaning starts and you, you can't have it. And you're not giving me a name, are you? You're not going to give no. me a name. No, but that's where, you know. Is it like, O'Brien? No, even. even was it Andy Welsh? No. Was no, it Carl they, Robinson? They, they was were it Danny No, no, no. Mark but, you know, that, that was, <laughs> no. but that was where we, you know. I was I was captain at the time, and that's where you 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 got to get everybody out. Come on, we're all going out for dinner today, or we're doing this on Tuesday. Everybody's out. Everybody's together. We're, you know, you got to start building those relationships back up again. Disappointed, Jimmy. I want some real dirt right now. I want some no. real dirt. I want you to throw your old team under the bus. That's what I wanted. But no, <laughs> yeah. I, no. But you said before though they actually were a pretty good group, and obviously talent wise, you know that was an issue. Uh, back in those days but hey 
and eventually the team dug itself out of that hole and now they've dug themselves back into yeah. that hole. What, what I really hope, this is one thing I'm going to be very clear about, that Terry Dunfield, you know, took the job just on the interim. I really hope that he isn't used as um, a scapegoat in any regard here. Uh, and that, you know, if they decide to go in a different direction from Terry um, after these four games or however long it's going to be, um, he, he returns back to where he should be. And that's, you know, still coaching within the club. Because yeah, you do course, see sometimes yeah. these guys getting kicked out after no chance whatsoever. I really hope that's not the case, but I haven't got much faith right now in TFC, quite frankly, making the right decisions. Yeah, no, I just, I mean, their track record speaks for itself and it's it's not good. Um, but look, Terry, Terry's just in there right now filling a void. Um, and if he does do well, maybe, maybe he gets the job. Um, but I think part of the reason why he did get it was because he, He's a Canadian guy. He's been around the club for a long time. He knows the next group that's coming through. He knows the first team. He just knows the club. So I think it was important that you had an individual that uh, that does know the the organization very well for the time being. We make of these uh, reports from Italy about Insigne being lured to Saudi Arabia and uh, talks continuing in that regard do you think it's just speculation pretty good sources in italy saying there's something to this yeah look you know there's obviously something there for everybody to be talking about it so odds are that this is happening right now that there's <laughs> somebody that right? want them. yeah i mean i mean you just don't start rumors like that and have all these details with it if it's not true and, and let's be honest, right? The guy came to MLS for the money, and so would I. That's fine. Hasn't worked out. He's obviously not happy. He, he did get one wish. He got rid of the manager. He's still not happy. Um, would he? Could he be lured by the money of Saudi Arabia? Of course, he bloody could. He's shown that that's, of course, who he's about at this point in his career. Yeah, who wouldn't be? But you're right. Look, they complain about the manager. The manager's out. Okay, well, you got somebody else in now. Now perform. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's, well, manager's out. Yeah, maybe I'm going to go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Seriously. I know. Come on. Like, have Put in the effort, man. Care. Yeah. Show, and maybe, listen, maybe you will. Maybe, maybe this is just bullshit speculation, <laughs> but we just know how this kind of the, the media, the speculation machine works. And when there's there's smoke, there's usually some fire somewhere. Yeah, I mean that. I think that's what's frustrating because you know, like I I love the club, and I want the club to be successful. And when you see certain players or individuals come in and complaining, not not working hard enough, put, not putting a shift on, not really respecting that badge on their on the chest, it, it's bothersome. It, it hurts. It drives you crazy. That's all you ask as, as a fan is that you just ask for that individual. You put that shirt on, go put a shift in. If you lose a match, but we can see the effort and you've worked your ass off for 90 minutes. Yeah, we can accept that. But you can't accept an individual not even breaking a sweat and yeah. strolling around the pitch. And that's not just one. It's, it's numerous players like. Work, well, I mean, Pundadeski gets a you know a red card last night, two yellows. I don't know if he cares too much, and hence gets sent off, or whether he's just tapped out as well. I don't know the the the, the feather cult out there. They absolutely love this guy, and and I see why he's colourful, he's charismatic, yeah. he's a very good player, but he's too isn't playing great football right now either. 
you know, there's so many fingers to point. And yeah, injuries and yeah, international call-ups. I get it. But, you know, every club goes through issues each year. And it just, we don't, we don't see any, I don't know, I just don't see any light here other than blowing this thing up at this point. And if, yeah. if it means selling Insignia, you can just sell him, right? If you go to Saudi Arabia, unless there's some stupid buyout clause in his contract, who knows, um, they can make a lot of money through this sale. Yeah. And say them, I mean MLS. And then to kind of start all over again, maybe you do that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, you, you brought him in. Um, you expected a lot more than what he's gave you. And is it worth dealing with all the the controversy and hassle that comes with it? Sell him, move on. It didn't yeah. work. No problem. We've made some money off it. See you later. Let's go get somebody else now. Hey, remember There's last time they, they made a mistake with the DP? Like one of the mistakes with the DP was a guy called Jermaine Defoe. What happened then? They yeah, got rid of him. On. They built yeah. and they won a championship. It happens. Right? Yeah. You, you see it all the time. Players come in. And the thing is too, like when, when you go out and you scout and you look, after, you look at players that you want to bring in, it's not that you don't do your homework. You do your homework on it. And you think this guy's going to come in here and do a job. And it doesn't always play out. Doesn't always. And that happens all around the world in football. And so many times you see money spent, players come in, and you think, okay, this is going to be the guy that's going to do it. And they don't do it. Now, what's his name at West Ham? Striker. Um, Michael Antonio? No. The Italian. Oh, um, oh my God. Right? Scared. They spent what? 60 yeah. million on him? Yeah. Came yeah. in and nothing. Samanka. Now, Samanka. Now, now they got to get rid of him. And it's. It happens a lot. It happens a yeah, lot. Yeah, you, you can make mistakes, though. And in the Prem, you can make mistakes and you can buy yourself out of it, right? And in, in, in yeah. MLS, there's only so many DP spots. You kind of have to hit it and get it right, or at least half right. You can't have a, This would be a massive mistake, right? If this doesn't work out, and if he does go to Saudi Arabia or wherever it is, I mean, yeah. that is an enormous mistake. A lot of money spent, a lot of lot um, put into this signing. Um, yeah. A lot of uh, you know belief put into the fan base, and then for that to go wrong, that is an all timer, right? <laughs> oh, that's that's yeah. an all timer. I mean, that's that's more than a bloody big deal. That's a lot more than a bloody big deal. That's that's for sure. That's what is more fact. than a bloody big deal? Like a that's a fucking big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Might be that. It's a fucking ridiculous deal. <laughs> That's what it is. We should get like a a, a red double decker bus going around this. He said, "That was a fucking bad deal." <laughs> <laughs> Can we rent that? We'll get, we'll get some money and uh, we'll, we'll we'll rent out a bus and yeah, and, and do that if he goes to Saudi Arabia. But listen, he hasn't gone yet. So hey, maybe he'll bounce back and he'll get healthy and he'll score twenty goals in the last uh, twelve games, whatever. Lead TFC to the playoffs and they'll. They'll win a cup and everything's great. That could happen, right? Right, Jimmy? Well, let's just go back probably maybe another four or five minutes when I said, well, hopefully things turn around. And you went, that's not happening. <laughs> that's, not, that's not getting turned around. <laughs> well, maybe a little bit facetious that last I'm comment. Say, that's not happening. He's not scoring 20 goals. Uh, I hope something positive comes to me. I really do because, man, Canadian soccer fans, I don't care what, what team you support. But let's, let's focus now a little bit on the Toronto faithful, who are also most of them big Canadian fans and, you know, very much into Canadian soccer and football. They need something positive, really, right? I mean, and you can't put it all on the women's shoulders later this summer. It's a tough World Cup for them, considering their, their build-up. Yeah. Give them something. Jesus, it's tough being a Canadian soccer fan, throwing TFC, 
It's not great. But Vancouver's not bad. They seem to be... Uh, no, no, Vancouver fans, that's great. Yes. Vancouver even Montreal, fans, decent team. Yeah, Vancouver's in a happy place. Montreal, yeah. yeah. Toronto, no. No, no. no. No, no. All-time low, I think, at this point. I'm more, more anger now than I think I've seen ever. And there's yeah. been a lot of anger over the years. Yeah, people are just um, fed up. Carlo Ancelotti off to Brazil after this season, um, which great for Brazil. I'm, I'm about to see him in, in international football. Now, he, he says he will honor his Real Madrid contract, which means essentially he's playing as a, not a lame duck because he's got a job lined up. But from, from a footballer's perspective, do you want to have your manager sign beyond the current season for accountability? Or is that just something the media kind of makes up? And it's not a big deal to the players. The media makes it up. Look, managers come and go all the time. You, you look, you know, if I look back at my career, how many managers I had. I had so many managers. It's not like you have one manager that you stuck with for 10, 15 years. Managers come and go, just like players do. So eventually leaves, the next manager comes in. The players, that doesn't change. It's just, okay, let's go new manager, new managers in. Let's adapt. You know, some managers you that you've worked with and you have great relationships with, um, yeah, you would love for them to stay longer, but sometimes they, they don't. I think if the players are looking at it going, you know, he's at Real Madrid, he's won an awful lot throughout his career at club football, and now he's got an opportunity to go coach one of the best teams in, in, in international football, Brazil. I mean, you you got to applaud that and give him a handshake and say, hold the best gaffer, because what an opportunity that is. Yeah, so it, it won't be a case of, uh, you know, the players late in the season thinking, ah, he's leaving anyway. There's no count. I don't care. I'm not going to try hard. That doesn't happen? No, because it, what ends up happening is the, the next manager who's lined up is watching. He's watching these games. Did you see, sorry to interrupt there. Did you see this uh, Stephen Gerrard video? Which one? So Stephen Gerrard is signed in, in Saudi Arabia yeah. as a manager, right? I'm trying to find this. Give me a second here. Give me a second. Where is it? They did a little video, introduction video. Oh, where the hell is it? No, bear with me here. Don't don't tell me he's trying to speak Saudi. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember uh, when Joey Barton went to France? Yeah, and he, and he put the accent on. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he was speaking with a, a French accent. All right. Like no. Thank you, fans, for, for the support. Where is it? Hang on, I'm, I'm getting there. By the way, as I'm flicking through my stories here, yeah, uh, Julian de Guzman said that TFC is becoming the most embarrassing soccer team on the continent. Uh, where is it? Hang on. I'm going to find this. I sent it to the to web, the dark web last night. Uh, da, da, da. Just bear with me. Because it, it broke. Oh, here it is. Here it is. All right, let me play this. It, it, it broke uh, Dubs' heart. Cause, and, and my heart too, actually. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. Mahaba, Anna, Stephen Gerrard. Anna, El Etifaki, see you soon. <laughs> Play again for you. Mahaba, Anna, Stephen Gerrard. Anna, El Etifaki, see you soon. <laughs> Etifaki is his new name for his new club. Oh, Said with a scouse draw. <laughs> oh Stevie, why? <laughs> why? Why? It's great. It's wild. Look at how many players are going there and coaching. has gone now as well. Yeah. He just signed. It's it's something. It's amazing what money can get you. Yeah. 
can't say I'm going to put it onto my uh, my weekend viewing. To be honest with you, still going to focus on my usuals, uh, unless they want me to. Yeah, in which case, then you'll, <laughs> then you'll, you'll be talking like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, it's a bit sad, but hey, well, I don't know. Just seeing Stevie G there, you know, I don't know how long he'll be there for. Make a lot of money. I doubt it, it won't hurt his legacy. Let's be honest here, but man, he hasn't got much of a coaching legacy anyway. But still, a bit sad. Um, to finish this off, Jimmy, uh, ESPN have put out their top 100 footballers, and, and I like the way they've done it. They've broken it up into positions, right? Because usually, you know, these lists, you know, all kind of boring, right? Because you get the big goal scorers at the top of the list, and and everyone else to hell with you. You're a left back, a right back. You don't get in there really. So they've broken it down into essentially top tens in certain positions, right? Yeah. So let me, um, let's start here with the forwards, right? So center forwards. And of course, now my computer is just completely frozen. Why would you do that to me? Hang on. This episode of Charmin's Computer is Malfunctioning is brought to you by <laughs> Footy Prime Presents x Lax. When you really got to go, x Lax gets it done. x is a late arrival. <laughs> to our dinner table we had a little romantic uh, gathering and uh, we're happy that i mean three's a crowd won't lie well, to you but but hey. you know what jimmy it can also be a lot of fun it just came at the right time just for dessert <laughs> well that's it for me take hey, care wait, all can, can we have one more spoon please <laughs> uh, here we go okay so i'm starting with wingers okay the top 10 wingers um i won't go through them more here but well, maybe i will the best winger, according to ESPN. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. My computer is just dying here. Okay, here we go. All right. So it's, it's Bukayo Saka it is the top winger, according to ESPN. Um, ahead of uh, Kavicha Kavachgalia of Napoli, of course, who was brilliant last last year. Uh, Jack Grealish at number three. We got Osmani Dembele. We got uh, Gabriel Martinelli. We got uh, Riyad Mahrez. Very Prem heavy, this really. Kingsley Coman gets in there. Maybe a slight surprise. Rodrigo of Real Madrid. Phil Foden, number nine. And Moussa Diaby of Leverkusen of France at, at number 10. So, uh, getting some love there for Bukayo Saka. Um, mm. Listen, he's becoming a world-class player, Jimmy. He's, he's a wonderful footballer. I'm not yeah. sure he's the best winger in world football right now. But, hey, this is what these lists are all about, right? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jimmy. Come on, that's really, you know, we have a little little date here, and all I ask is you put your phone down for just, just 30 minutes. That was my mom asking. Time. My mom was asking how, how dinner was going. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll wait and see. Uh, who we got here? Let me just go through. Uh, central midfielders. All right. Uh, central hey, midfielders. Way, the top 100. Did yeah. Jonathan David make the, the top 100? He did. He did. As far as, yes. as forwards, now I couldn't, it, for some reason it's not loading up now, there's some error, but he was number 10, which is great. Very good. And uh, Fonzie? Fonzie as left back. Where does Fonzie rate as left back in the world, according to ESPN? Number one, top left yes. back in the game. So we got two, two players in the top 100. Yeah, I haven't gone through the entire list just yet, but uh, I would think that would be it, right? I can't imagine anyone else being there. Top 100. Let's see. Well, central midfielders, let's see. So Duke Bellingham's number one, Rodri number two, Pedri 
at three, Gundian at four, Modric. Who, who was number five. one? Uh, Jude Bellingham. Ooh, how do you think he's going to do at Real Madrid? I think he's going to be brilliant. I think he's got. They're, they're, they're getting a young team, huh? They are yeah, getting some young. They had to get young, didn't they? Yeah. You see the next wave coming now. Oh, they're going to be very good for the next number of years. I'm telling and you. And he's got that whole personality, right? His feet are on the ground. He's very mature for his age. He's going to grow yeah. and I think thrive in that environment as well. Uh, Casemiro six. Uh, Alexis McAllister at number seven. Kimmich number eight. Frankie de Jong at number nine. Frankie got to read, I haven't had a chance to read through all these just yet, but I mean, that seems pretty high. And Gumarash of Newcastle at number 10. Wow. Um, let's go. Uh, so I'd, I'd say that the left backs right now, just go for that list and we'll, we'll call it quits here. Uh, left backs. Uh, go in reverse order. Uh, come on. Uh, Spinazzola of Roma. He's at number yeah. 10. Rafa Guerrero of Borussia Dortmund, although he's on his way to Bayern Munich, of course, at number nine. Um, Alejandro Balde, Balde of, of Barcelona at eight. Um, well, uh, Brighton's uh, Purvis Estupinan is at number seven. Another Brighton player. Yeah. Luke Shaw at number six. Uh, Nathan Ake at number five. Wow. A left what? back. I mean, he plays a lot of central as well, doesn't he? Yeah. That's, it's more of a center back, isn't he? Yeah, really. I mean, I'm going to get a chance to read through all these and find their explanations, but they're interesting. This is why I have lists. Andy Robertson at number four. Yeah. Uh, Zinchenko at number three. Yeah. Teo Hernandez of Milan and France at, at number two, and then Fonzi. Uh, so I'll, I'll read what they say about Fonzi. Uh, meep, meep. Alfonso Davis has not yet turned 23 and has yet to discover his perfect balance between the typical defensive requirements of the fullback position and the attacking potential it offers in the modern game. But his extreme speed and dribbling capabilities have continued to make him one of the best left backs in the game, even while he continues to search for optimization and fight through some injuries. Uh, in all transition, in all competitions this season, Davis ranked fourth on his team in chances created, fifth in pass completions. Sixth in assists, out of possession. He also ranked third in buying and ball recoveries. Fourth in tackles. Uh, fourth in shots blocked and fifth in overall defensive interventions. Goodness, he plays a key role in attack while providing major defensive cover. He has been playing at this level for four years already. Oh, and he just led the Canadian national team to its first World Cup in 36 years. Uh, expectations for this year? Uh, David's agent made waves recently by suggesting he would cut off contract extension talks due to Bayern's recent unstable front office situation. There's plenty of time for club and player to renew terms. His contract doesn't expire until 2025, but that could make him a big name in the next summer's transfer market, if not earlier. And if he can stay healthy, he'll be a major player for a major club for the next decade to come. Canadian boy, Jimmy. Canadian boy. Good to see. Well, there was huge speculation that he was going to Real Madrid. Still could happen. Yeah. Still could happen. Something. I'll tell you what. Well, especially with the turmoil at the top of Bayern Munich, right? There's this excuse, I guess, to get out if he wants. But uh, I could see him wearing the, the Real Madrid. Imagine that. Canadian. I mean, listen, Bayern's incredible as it is, but to wear the Real Madrid white oh, <laughs> for a Canadian kid. It's a dream. Dream. Yeah. Be incredible. Uh, all right. Maybe we'll pop by and look at some more of those... Uh, those ESPN top 100s uh, later this week, maybe a news and dubs on Friday. Anything more you want to get to Jimmy? No, I think we covered a lot. It was a lovely, so. lovely dinner. Yep. Just, uh, 
Time for a nightcap. And we'll see where the evening takes us. <laughs> a little espresso martini? Your place or mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. This has been Free Prime, the podcast. As mentioned, uh, Canada's playing the States on Sunday in the Gold Cup quarterfinals against the US. You can get that on FuboTV.com and sprinkle some money on that one. Some decent odds there for Canada on TonyBet.ca. Till next time, cheers for listening. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Nice, Jimmy. Thanks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.